Hi, Ashley Bentley here with a sneak peek at the all new Tenacious B podcast. I'm a hypnotherapist, coach, and breathwork practitioner, and also your host of the Tenacious B podcast. So what is Tenacious B all about, you might be asking? Well, my goal is to bring you a unique podcast experience, really getting to the heart of the human condition, one guest at a time. So each hour-long podcast will feature a different guest related to whatever theme we happen to be looking at. So we'll be looking at a lot of different themes, focusing on different topics. Uh, some of the future topics will include psychedelics, neuroscience, Buddhism, and we'll also be exploring different schools of psychology. Our first themed series will be focusing on arts and mental health. And the name of this series is called Zen and the Art of the Mind. And you're about to watch a sneak peek of a sample mini pod I recorded back in September. Before we get to the preview, though, I'll let you in on what you can expect from the Tenacious Bee podcast. I'm looking at really trying to get to the heart of the human experience by listening to each guest tell the story of their life and their challenges and perspectives and, and all the beautiful learnings along the way. I want to hear how each person has overcome their challenges and how they look after their physical and mental well-being. And I'm finding that more often than not, we tend to focus on just one of these aspects and not, not both. So get ready. We are all in on this mission together to discover how best we can accomplish our quest of both resilience and also quality rest and self-care. We do this by hearing the stories of our guests, but we also accomplish this by getting you, the listener and viewer, involved. The Pickle of Destiny will be a segment in each podcast where I randomly pick a question, a pickle, sent in by you. And that pickle is then considered and answered as best possible by our guest that week. So start sending those questions in. Email address is in the description. So send those questions in. What do you want to know from our guests? And we'll also end each podcast with a segment called Let's Get Down to Business and Cultivate the Witness. Now, Cultivate the Witness was a beautiful phrase uttered quite often by the late, great Ramdas. And it's just a beautiful reminder to be present. So the last 10 minutes or so of each episode will be either a guided meditation or a yoga nidra or a guided hypnosis to help you cultivate the witness within you. And we strengthen our resilience through the stories of our guests and we deepen our rest and self-care through cultivating the witness at the end of the podcast. So uh, I'm really looking forward to doing all of this with you. Um, and each guest is gonna have an opportunity to be involved in cultivating the witness as little or as much as they want. So that's what you can expect from the Tenacious Bee podcast. And now I am very pleased to show you a clip from a mini pod conversation I had with the lovely Valerie Miller, who will be our very first guest on the first full length podcast, which will be released in January. Now, Val is a lyricist, a rapper, an artist, an entrepreneur, a mother, a TED Talk speaker, 
and one of my dearest and closest friends. And I couldn't think of a better person to kick off this podcast with. It's always an interesting conversation with Val. So enjoy this quick clip. And I can't wait to bring you the full podcast in January, kicking off with Zen and the Art of the Mind series on arts and mental health. Here, Val talks about discovering her OCD and how that impacted her craft as an artist. Enjoy. Yeah, so um, rapping, rhyming, and the rehearsal of lyrics has become um, one of the greatest tools that I personally have for managing my OCD. So OCD is something that I had all through my youth and I never knew what OCD was at that time, but how it presented in me in my younger years was just through ticks. I had various, various ticks. And then it was after my son was born when I was 18, where it really came in um, in a much more severe way, where I start, began to experience the intrusive thoughts, mm-hmm. uh, which is typical of OCD when it's more severe. Um, and at that point, I I actually learned um, what, in fact, the year where that happened to me was when the term obsessive compulsive d- disorder kind of came into the mainstream. You never really heard it before then. Yeah. So I feel quite blessed that as I was experiencing it, this documentary came out in the BBC and I'm like, oh, you know, this is, this is what's <laughs> happening to me. So I started to kind of have an understanding for what it was. And I really, really battled in, in quite severe ways um, for a few years. Now, one of the um, ticks that I had was repeating things in my head. And it could happen anytime. Sometimes it was when someone was talking to me. And sometimes it was when I was just having a thought. So say, for example, I would be having some thoughts, maybe planning what I was going to be doing. And I would maybe then think, um, so I'll have an early night tonight. And then that could just go on a loop. And and now my brain's going, so I'll have an early night tonight. So I'll have an early night tonight. So I'll have an early night tonight. And, you know, that's just, that kind of was just like a normal way to live for me. But it was, you know, obviously quite interrupting. And yeah. there's some kind of not healthy about having no control over a loop like that in your brain but there was it it was also something that was kind of comforting for it was almost like a, a security blanket for my brain when yeah. I would go with those little little loops yeah now when I discovered um rapping and I would write quite complex lyrics and I would want to uh, learn them to be able to perform them without reading uh, off a piece of paper so I would went maybe when I was driving or when I was going to sleep I would just be repeating um, a verse until I had it logged now over the years that's kind of that became um, obsessive in itself but in a way that at the that felt way way healthier and it had that kind of productive element and I would end up with um, a great piece of art and able to perform maybe like 12 minutes pieces of performance poetry um, and able to uh, have this recollection of all the words because of I've gone over and over and over it for hours. Um, so yeah, I've, I've kind of always known that that's 
that's been happening. But more recently, and the more I've really started to seek to understand what obsessive compulsive disorder is and how that presents in me, um, I'm really, really starting to take stock of what a gift finding um, rhyming and the rehearsal of lyrics has been for my mental health. Yeah, amazing, amazing. So taking a challenge and channeling it into the creative process, having it work for you rather than against you. Um, that's amazing. And it's, it's so, it's so interesting. I don't, I don't think you and I've spoken about this yet. Actually, I've had a sort of aha moment in my own life uh, where I, I've realized a, a big catalyst for sort of a lot of lifelong issues for me started when I was uh, about five years old and I had an intrusive thought that I could have an intrusive thought. It was, it was so, it was so meta and it, and it freaked me out so much. And, and I just thought, oh my gosh, I don't have, I don't have control here. Who's, who's in control? I thought, and you know, when you're five years old, you don't really kind of know how to sort of um, compartmentalize what's what's happening to you um, and uh, you know and it set off a lifelong I didn't want to tell my family because I was really worried that they would think something was wrong with me and 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 then it became um, you know this this sort of this sort of um, monster waiting in the closet all you know when's he going to come out and um, so it it is the most beautiful thing to take something within yourself and and make it your own um and and not only make it your own but make it work for you uh that is that is fantastic now i also remember i remember very well um when when this came into your life uh in terms of the um the the spoken word and the rapping and the rhyming and and all of that and and i remember speaking to you a few times and you were like gosh yeah i i don't know if this is sort of headed down um i'm kind of thinking about this all the time um so mm -hmm. I, I i take it sort of at the beginning um it was a bit a bit full on but and it's still full on now but you you're 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 at the driver's seat of it driver's seat precisely and there is a there's a, a very tangible difference to that and in the beginning I, I went off the rails for a few months and it was uh, a little scary because I it was very familiar I knew what was happening and and it was kind of all consuming but it was also I allowed it to happen because it was so incredibly exciting that what I was experiencing was like something just burst open inside of me and it was really overnight. It came out of nowhere. I didn't try and be a rapper. I was always very, very much into raps and uh, lyricism and would read lyrics and study it, but I didn't know I could do that and I never tried to do that. Um, and it really just, boom, like a whole song just uh, flowed through my brain one day. And then it, it was like a floodgate it didn't stop. It very much felt like it was coming through me rather than it was even me creating it at that point. Yeah. Um, and at this point, I could still write. And I know that that's a whole other um, pathway to go down. But I was just writing, writing. And 
I couldn't really sleep. I was sometimes waking up at 3 a.m. already with like the lyrics flowing through my mind. And uh, I was feeling like I had to, this is so good. I have to get it all down. Now, at some point I started to um, learn that I didn't have to, I, I could just let it go like a river, you know, allowing the the lyrics to come and go and knowing that um, it wasn't so important to get everything down, that whenever I wanted it to come, just trusting that um, an analogy I've come up with recently, how I feel about my craft. And this has been 10 years for me now. And maybe one day I'll get cut off and I will know what writer's block is. But to date, I've not experienced that. And the analogy I feel is like lyrics are uh, like a never ending waterfall that never stops. And when I choose to, I just bring my cup and towards it and it fills up and I can move the cup whenever I like. And I think that deep trust that I can access that uh, create a flow whenever I like allows me to um, not not feel like I have to do this now, yeah. you know, while it's here and while it's coming. So to, do you know what? I don't actually remember whether it was there was like a definite point or whether it was a gradual thing where I started to get uh, hold of the wheel. I'll give a little thought to that and see if I can, can pinpoint it. But all I know is that for a long, long time, it has been in the realm of healthy. Um, I know sometimes um, I can feel, oh, I, I, I just feel, okay, I need to, I just need to pull away now, but I have the capacity to do that and to make that decision and to sort of discern when I'm in the the healthy side and when it starts to kind of get a little bit slippy, you know. Amazing, amazing. Uh, yeah, I mean, I was going to say it's like you've, you know, you've literally tapped into a resource and you can, as you say, yeah, just fill up your cup whenever you want. I mean, how yeah. amazing is that? And it's so often the creative process, I think, um, I know in my own process with with making my little my little terrariums, you know, something just happens and then just boom, it's just it's just made. It's just done. And it's like I, I didn't actually and, and certain certain little bits that I didn't even try to do are suddenly there. And it's like yeah. that's if I had tried to do that, I probably couldn't have if I had consciously tried to do it. And I suppose that's a really good that's a really good um, sort of point, actually. The I think I think so much of the creative process is probably a subconscious uh, endeavor coming into the conscious mind. Um, yeah, and 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 I think that's also where a lot of the neurodivergence is happening. We have more access to our subconscious than a neurotypical person. So um, so yeah, I think. I think that that river of your subconscious is uh, is just it, it sounds like it's a never ending stream. And um, and we are we are blessed to uh, to witness and hear everything that you've got to say. If I could sing or play an instrument for you, I would sing and play an instrument. If I could dance for you, I would dance for you. If I could paint for you, I would paint for you. 
but my thing is words. But the problem about words is that you may listen to them. And that would be a mistake.